It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everyone. I'm Billy Kirkwood. Relax. It's the same for everyone. And you're listening to Eat. Sleep, suplex, retweet, jam that on all your holes. Quackerachi, I am joined here by the lead broadcaster and voice of ICW. It is the heat machine. It's Billy Kirkwood. <laughs> How you doing, Billy? I am very good. How are you, boys? Oh, uh, not so bad. Must say, we're also joined here by Alan McLucas, the big dog of ESSR. So, big dog? He's the big dog. I like that. Did you, you say ASMR? ESSR. That makes more sense. Two points each. Just for a second, now I just thought he dresses up as a dog and tries to get you to go to sleep. There, folks, you're going to understand. I'm probably not going to be the most professional because I'm probably the most funny. You're going to be. It's going to be just fine. It's going to be nuts. You're going to take a glimpse into what I am really like, which I have virtually no attention span, and I am nothing but professional at ICW. <laughs> try to be. Try to be. No, no, you are. You are totally professional. I, I'm too professional that. sometimes. No, no, Rips my knitting. No, I could say all the things that we've said back on our commentator show. Well, so. I'm extremely good at telling the story. <laughs> we love it. Well, just before we get in, just a wee bit of housekeeping. Just make sure wherever you're listening to this, hit that subscribe button, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, or all good Android sites. Join in the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Suplex Retweet. So, Billy, ready for the first question? Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. So, this question goes back to a show we've done in the past on why we love wrestling, and it came out with different stories. Yeah. I'm just interested to know why do you love wrestling? Where oh. does your passion come oh from? Oh, my God. I have loved professional wrestling since I was in single figures, and yeah. I'm an old cunt. Right, I'm an old kind of in wrestling terms not so much, but I guess I I, don't know, I mean I'm, I mean I'm I'm in my late thirties, and I'm old enough. I am old enough to remember when Brit- just when British wrestling was still on TV, like on ITV, like just. I can't say I remember it really well, but just mm-hmm. like the eighties when it was probably like a, when they were probably trying to do like everything. If you watch it, we send in a fucking frisbee or some shit just to get you wings to watch it. But I used to watch it with my mum and I, I loved professional wrestling then. And back then, that's all there was. And so, like, I didn't really know anything like, it was in, like when I was eight, well, five, six, eight, nine, whatever. You didn't know about WWE or w, you know, NWA or WCW or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And when I lived in, in, in Ayrshire, like, I remember, like, it was, uh, for some reason, it sounds really weird. Half the town was, like, wired with cable. And for no reason at all, they got, like, sky free. Or something like that. They got like Sky One free, and that used to be the channel the superstars aired on. Mm-hmm. So you get people coming in. And say, hey, did you watch wrestling? No, I don't watch wrestling anymore. Sure. But it's not true because I just couldn't watch any. <laughs> uh, like I remember going to see him fucking Pat Roach and Butlins and stuff like that. And if you don't know who Pat Roach was, he was the big guy from Avida Saint Pet, 
and the numerous baddies in the Indiana Jones movies, but that doesn't matter. Uh, Pat the Bomberoy, big, big dude. So I'd always had it really keen, and, and then just sort of connected with other wrestling fans again to see what this whole wide universe was. And I think the first pay per view I ever saw was like 1990, and it would have been God. Because tape trading suddenly came to the UK, like you could get tapes, like you go in a video shop and there was tapes, there was like WrestleMania like three and WrestleMania four, which was double cassettes. You're like fucking renting that. <laughs> so and that really just grew from there in terms of just getting connected with WWE, and then you hear like you know these other wrestling companies, these fucking what? There's more of this. And then over like I'd say like from like ten onwards, I really just trying to just digest as much wrestling as I could uh, and then you get to like 16, 17 you start hearing about ECW and you get like power slam and shit like that and you're like oh my god and then tape trading with like Finn Martin and all this type of guy so that's really just grew from there and it's just a passion I, I like it I love it I love the uh, suspension of uh, you know disbelief uh, it's a real life action movie yeah. with and, and that's what I like about it and whether you might go you might like you know, the, uh, all Japan pro wrestling, or a like, more shoot style, or maybe you like what WWE was in like the mid nineties, and or maybe even ECW. It's like it's different colours of the rainbow, man. Yeah. It's like I like to digest it all. Very rarely will I see a former wrestling that will go, "This sucks." Yeah. I think this is shit. I can't really think of any off the top of my mind. There might be companies that you know. There might be companies, maybe shows that maybe you go, "That was guff." But Super Brawl two thousand one. Watch that, hell, Davis. Fucking awful. <laughs> it's like it's like watching a corpse and it's final twitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's it. That's where it comes from. It comes from watching it with my mum and actually connecting with friends, which is because we're all fans at the end of the day. Yeah. And the influence it has on you, like wrestling, make you like music, fashion, uh, <laughs> movies. Like Hulk Hogan's in a film. I'm gonna fucking go and see that. It's a whole wild lifestyle. Yeah, it just keeps going. I wrote my dissertation on pro wrestling. Well, okay. I wrote my dissertation how uh, uh, pro wrestling was a critique of American culture, and so that would have been attitude era right through to like 2004, something like that. So yeah, I even interviewed Jim Ross. That was a delight. There you go. <laughs> Are we leaving that one there then? Ah, well, well, yes, why not? I don't, th- I don't think me and Mr. Ross are going to have any heat yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be on the commentary table together anytime soon then? I, I, I don't know, I'm open to it. Jim, if you fancy it. I don't know. I've, do you know it's actually came close a couple of times now? Oh, think about it. Yeah, 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 and it never really happened. It no. really came out for one way or another. That'd be weird, but I think he's kind of retired now. Or he's yeah. probably going to go work for AEW, a- a- e- isn't he? Yeah. Maybe that's a good shout. He- for a while. Like, maybe he should produce it or something, mm-hmm. or be like, I don't know. Depends he- what he wants to do. He's 60 odd fucking retire, mate. No. I hope to be in. Listen. I'm a self-employed comedian. There's no fucking pension plan. I'll be going way beyond fucking. <laughs> so he can, you know, good for you. We are millions of pounds. Your poor I mean, another interesting thing is like watching wrestling. It's easy to just maybe watch like one or two promotions, but yeah. you've mentioned so many different promotions from so many different um, spectrums. That I have never got that. But then again, I was never. I just I guess my introduction to wrestling was never like that because mm. I was just so eager like even when you would see like the WCW like handheld Tamagotchi style game you're like the fuck is WCW <laughs> it would be that one kid everyone comes in with their warrior figure that does the wee spring down and someone comes in with a sting and you're like the fucking sting is he no singer and then you end up finding some stuff about WCW and it's like it's a whole new company and then it all takes like I remember Sid Vicious mm. who's my interest I know Sid Vicious that's injustice 
Was he wrestling for two companies at the same time? Why is his second name different? You know, and it would just confuse <laughs> the fuck out of me. Like, how is he wrestling this company and that company? No, they're filmed at different times. Oh. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> right, so also just moving on to my next question. Oh, God, that's already released. Sorry, man. It's like, okay. literally, I do have ADHD that I fight against, and it's a good and a bad thing. Yeah. It's a good and a bad thing. Like, Green just nudged me in the ribs a couple of times, like, fuck you talking about <laughs> I've no idea I remember now <laughs> well now you've been the voice of ICW since 2012 I believe it was Fear and Loathing 5 uh, no 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 well uh, in terms of commentary mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure <laughs> in terms of commentary I think the first show I ever appeared at right was Nevermind the Boz at the Classic Grand and it was Big main event, Gold Label versus Team ICW, mm-hmm. and I was the guest ring announcer for the night. And everyone they'd, they'd had comedians in before. And of course, I knew Neil and I knew the company. I'd only they'd only done a few shows at that time, I think, and they'd been rebooted by Dallas. And obviously, my mate, the wee man, was involved, and he asked if I'd come in. And I think he'd had like guest comedians in before. He didn't really care about wrestling, but I fucking love wrestling. Yeah. So like, we'd be a guest ring announcer. Fucking right, I will. <laughs> and, and the plan was this is true. The plan was that I was meant to come to the ring, take over as ring announcer. I was meant to say a couple of things, and I was meant to turn heel on the audience. I was meant to start ripping the audience. That's what was meant to happen. So I get to the ring. I don't really know what I'm meant to do. <laughs> Dallas had, like, went, just say a couple of things, do a couple of whatever. It's like, cool, sounds good. So I got to the ring and I thought, I'll tell some jokes. <laughs> I'll tell some wrestling jokes, because I like wrestling. I didn't really know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And then I was to do, act like a prick, and then cut to this video. So I came out, and did some wrestling jokes, which I remember Dr. Sean and the TV guys went, fuck, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. This guy actually does like wrestling, because yeah. it was like really in-jokey shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was not, it was like over 18 stuff as well, because fucking grown up crowd. <laughs> but just as I'm about to be a dick, I'd even picked someone that I was going to start on. Well, I fucked up as well, I'll tell you for why, because <laughs> Tommy was the ring announcer. Right. And I got to the ring, and I took the mic off him, because I'd met him, and he'd been a bit of a prick to me, to be honest. Just being a bit rude. So I was already like, oh, fucking bastard. <laughs> And, I, and I, I'm a complete gentleman, but then fucking get me in front of a crowd and I can turn into an arsehole in a <laughs> blink of an eye. And I got into the ring and I went, right, you get to fuck. And the fans all started chatting, get to fuck, get to fuck. <laughs> and it's like, right, okay, I better, right, I'll get to, I'll be nasty in a minute. And just as I'm about to turn nasty, this video package plays. So there was a miscue. So the, the heel stuff never came. Right. Never came. So the next show, they're like, which is Summer Bam. Fuck me, man. I, I was at the Edinburgh Festival and I had done five gigs that day. Five. I didn't even know where the fuck I was. And I'm coming to do this ICW show and I'm the gold label's ringing out, sir. For the night, so I'm going to be this. Mm. And I'll just, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I came out in a stupid wee gold hat and I'm going, I sold out! And people are just like, what the fuck? This guy's a bell end. But on, based on those performances, Dallas had went, because I'd, I'd said, I don't really see myself as a ring announcer, I don't really see the point, because, not, not that I've got anything against ring announcing, mm. if the opportunity came up, Vince, I would happily be a ring announcer, <laughs> um, but, uh, um, not that I've got anything against that, but I consider myself to be more of a talker, and Dallas went, well, we've got a TV deal with my channel, we don't have commentators, uh, at the time they didn't, I think Dr. Sean was going to, was my co-commentator, <laughs> you up for it? Do you want to be the colour guy? And I went, fucking love to be the colour guy! And that is when I started doing commentary for ICW. Ah. And it was the first, I remember just recording it. And the booth uh, just across the road at the Glasgow Met, that's where we recorded the first one, at the wee sound booth, across, uh, just across. That's ah, where we okay. recorded it. And just as we were about to start, I remember going, I've never done commentary before. 
<laughs> literally went, oh, I've done coverage before. Mm-hmm. See how this goes. And it just, but I knew enough of, I mean, I'd been fucking, you know, by then I'd probably been a stand-up, like, I don't know, five, six years, something like that. And so I knew I could talk. And I've been a lifelong wrestling fan, so I've got an understanding of what a fucking commentator's meant yeah. to do. And uh, the thing is, man, like people join you in commentary, even like comedians, uh, no, sorry, not comedians, like wrestlers, they'll come and go, yeah, yeah, I fancy that. And they get up and they clam up. They can't, they can't do it. They can't do it, or they have no understanding of what we're actually trying to do. It's like, mm-hmm. trying to pull off at me. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I lean over and go, you're just putting yourself over and sounding like a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to, like, See, if you mention the fact that he's good at what he does, but you're going to fucking beat him, that makes it sound like when you beat him, <laughs> it makes you seem like fucking hot tamale and him seem like the you know, Jack the Biscuit. So you need to fucking, right? Mm-hmm. All right, anybody. So, so people don't like get the mechanics of it, but I got the mechanics of yeah. it. I got the mechanics of it. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing better than going, see this fucking roaster in the ring? I'm going to make him airtight. He's the worst wrestler I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> and, and sometimes it's just the wrestlers, they've got a better understanding of it. So, And that was it, man. That was me. And that was a glorious fuck. I think it's like seven years ago or some shit. Seven years ago. Mm. So, man, that's a long time. It's a long time in Stilpish. <laughs> Stilpish. Stilpish. It makes sense because I was up in Aberdeen for ICW yeah. and you're actually ring announced as well as commentating. Yeah, that, that was, bless him, Simon couldn't make it. Because yeah, I... uh, he, uh, oh, I think he had work the next day. I mean, it's not like I was getting up for the radio at fucking four in the morning. <laughs> but, you know, that's fine. I'll do, like, Simon, I'll do double duty. He's a fucking sweetheart as well. He literally, if I remember correctly... Simon was on call to do something and that was the whole point is he needed to be available right. like a drop of a hat yeah. so I was like well I don't mind I've done it a bunch of times I quite enjoy yeah. it actually but I always made clear it's like I'm just I'm hold, I'm, there's a holding position <laughs> the, the real ring announcer is not here and yeah yeah so I did it so it's a bit bizarre right. I've done it a couple of times I've, I've done it for like PBW a couple of times up at Belladrum that's like a family show and that's easy. That's, mm-hmm. that's good fun Ross is great and he's like go yeah just go and have a bit of fun with the crowd and that's good now that's that's a little different you can really do that at ICW I think they were just like Shrek Hansel's a fucking prick <laughs> what the fuck's he doing I know what booing is you know boo, boo the guy bad guys cheer the good guys you can say that to like little kids but you can't say to some guy that's like 24 he's been wrestling all his life it's like I fucking cheer for who I want dickhead oh. no he's a bad boo well, I thought you'd done a stellar job up in that. Thank you, boss. Yeah. I appreciate that. Oh, I'll, I appreciate I'll that. Well, so talking about that time you were there, you were meant to turn heel and be yeah. goal label announcer and everything. <laughs> How do you feel the company has evolved since that time? Oh, man, it's been so tremendous. So tremendous. It's <laughs> it's actually, I think, back and I get dead nostalgic and doughy-eyed and all that because mm. I, I didn't have kids then, so I got a full night's sleep. So I remember that a lot better. I remember, I remember seven years better ago than I do last week. <laughs> but to see the company developing, and it is, it's about developing, you know, because I don't think British wrestling had hit its boom yet nah. and, and ICW was uh, the, the forefront of that and I will, I will argue this against anyone that you know that like music got reinvented and it was Nirvana that kickstarted that it was ICW that kickstarted in the UK I don't care what anyone says No dis- and I do not mean any disrespect it's to true. any other companies but we were the first one that I think kind of reinvented it a little bit showed that it could be accessible to a new generation of fans British fans 
you know, it, being a wrestling fan wasn't a dirty secret anymore. You know, and uh, it wasn't about going seeing the tribute acts like, uh, oh, look at this, it's the Bolton Undertaker and all that fucking kind of nonsense. And that's what wrestling hadn't done. It hadn't involved. They tried, but it hadn't involved. In, and ICW, I thought, was the first guys to do that. And Dallas was the first guy to go, let's let's make that happen. And then, of course, guys like, you know, Progress came along, not a, behind us a wee bit, but like a year, right. maybe maybe a year or two, and they've gone off. And, but again, they were like, well, we're going to do something different down here. They're doing that in Scotland. And there's a big shift between Scotland and England. I don't think necessarily Scottish companies get the recognition they get. Just one man's opinion. But I don't. I don't think they do. Hopefully that's changing now. Yeah. But like ICW, of course, we had like the you know the Vice documentary and Gradlemania. You know, it, you know, it was, it was Dallas and the guys that recognised that was something that happened. And uh, to see the company evolve from what they were doing, man. Like I called retrospectively called commentary on Fear and Loathing three, right? Which way before my time, like Granger's in the opening match against Red Lightning. That's mm. fucking bizarre. <laughs> Nicky, uh, these wrestlers that now work for a PG company, and you hear them swearing, dropping a C bomb, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> Even that seems odd. Uh, and it was just, it was really rough. But that's how British like, oh, was like, "Oh, we'll just do camcorders and we'll kick it together." But somewhere around about that, someone was like, "This needs to get better." Yeah. You know, I think Eamon High, how high status, needs to get better, needs to get better. And to watch the TV product and the live product get better, and how can we make this better for the fans? And, and, he, and like every few years, wrestling takes a fucking jump. And at one point, yeah, we, we were like flying high in a certain degree, like in terms of like we were touring all over, and there was the documentary, you know, riding high off the back of Insane Fight Club. And, but even since then, man, because of the popularity of that, wrestling's changed. Like, wrestling's more accessible now than it's ever been. Yeah. Like, it blows my mind. Like, I can watch New Japan, I can watch WWE, I can watch all these companies that just, on my fucking PlayStation, on my phone. Yeah. I can watch it on my phone. That wasn't a thing seven years ago. Yeah. And even ICW's there. So, it's to be in the conversation, to still be a part of it, it's fucking huge. Exactly. And ICW, and people do it. Like, I heard people like going, oh, Fear and Loathing is only like 4,000 or whatever. And it's like, yeah. But the world's fucking changing constantly, mm-hmm. and uh, you you cannot tell me for a second that Vince or or, or Hunter or whoever it would have been saw what what Dallas and the guys did at the Hydro, and there was six thousand fans, and the place just losing its mind, and went that mm-hmm. that is what we need. That's what we can get a part of. And now they are with yeah. WWE UK, and hopefully we're all going to continue to work together. And as long as you know, I think it's. A, I'm sure it was Dallas that said that. It sounds like a love letter to, to Dallas, but not only is he, a, you know, a, such a good mate, but I respect what he does. Yeah. And I think that's always why we've had such a, a good relationship in that regard. But um, he's still, you know, pushing. Let's push it. Let's make it as good as we can. And and every and the, the thing about that, when you're so close to something, I think every year or maybe even six months, you need to take a step back and go, all right, that needs fixed. Mm-hmm. That needs changed. Let's take a fucking chance. So, yeah, man. It's uh, yeah. I just I think it's it's very to see the people that have come and gone, see what the company is, and see the fans that are still behind us, and the new fans that are coming in. It's fucking amazing. That's uh, amazing. Something I will say, like to, to attest to what you said, was the fact that it was really at the forefront of British wrestling, and that was yeah. Just like for me personally, like I took a big break from wrestling. Yeah. Like, I fell out away from it. But then I was taken to ICW Square Goal in 2015. Yeah. That was my first ever ICW show, and that brought me back into wrestling. And I like I say I'm on a speed dating with ICW now because I pretty much try to go to every Glasgow show I can. So. <laughs> Dude, it's the thing. Like, I just, like, as a wrestling fan, there's nothing 
a, a wrestling fan and as a, a, a creative person, there is nothing more amazing than standing at a show and going, this is this measures up against anything. Yeah. This just that's uh, I mean I always think the square goal is very special. I think it's just yeah, they just to do that and go, this is fucking you're a part of something, mm-hmm. and I, and I've said it. You've heard me like I've said it at the start of shows. Like we were we were the revolution for the starting. Anyone can rewrite that yeah. part of history, and anyone can debate it. But deep down, we are in the conversation. We are the fucking. We were the front line. Yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, and everything came off that. I'm not saying people didn't sit in a dungeon dark, you know, bedroom and go, oh, let's let's start up a wrestling company. Let's do that because there's so many great companies now. And as long as that can continue, yeah, that's all I I really care about is that the, the scene in the UK and the ICW continues to be creative and push forward which I think it is man I, I, like it's there's nothing better than getting excited about when you hear like uh, oh, you know you hear about some of the young guys even come through from GPWA or you know oh you know the you know, Leighton Buzzard's getting more time Ravy Davies getting more time you know the, the, we even had you know, the Kings of Catch always do this but you get to see some of these new talents coming in from Scotland as well looking at the Kings of Catch you, know, you, hear, you get excited about coming can't fucking wait to call that match mm-hmm. can't fucking wait to see what they do or even just hearing what they're yeah. going to do and that's that's brilliant man that's, that's I still love it even after all this time yeah absolutely well it's funny you actually mentioned Kings of Cats because it's part of my next question yeah. that I've got down here now something highlighted in our interview with Kings of Cats is that you quite often say whenever they come out here come the young fucks <laughs> and they love that so much and they ask you to keep on saying <laughs> yeah, that yeah. <laughs> are there any other things that you say that are just those hidden gems that you say for wrestlers that we may not have caught on or oh, are your personal favourites god there's so many <laughs> There's so many. Well, well I, I don't think it's a secret that Big Demo was just Big Demo. Mm-hmm. But I called him the Beast of Belfast. Yeah. And he loved that. He loved that. Let's keep this going. And s- sitting down with him and talking about move names and what have you, like Koshibawa, which in uh, Irish Gaelic means death is coming. Uh-huh. Um, which, well, he doesn't do the movie now. He doesn't do the movie uh-huh. much now, to be honest. Which is a shame. And there was loads of stuff like that that I always really enjoyed. There's actually quite a few for the Kings of Catch. Actually, like the the, well, the move names, intercept, lots of move names. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, that came about from feedback I got. But one of the big problems with some of the young talents coming in, even over the pond, is they don't like. You get commentators going, "Oh, just tell me about yourself. What can I put over? Like, oh, I quite like video games." Great, I'll make sure to mention that. Sometimes guys don't think about what they do, and you have to, man, because it's all part of your fucking branding. Yeah. I think of all the fucking things I say, because I say them and, they, and they're gone. I remember that when. <laughs> I remember when uh, uh, Carmel and Kaylee Ray got kidnapped. I called it surprise adoption. <laughs> and and they thought that was fucking brilliant. And about the Carmel. This one, um, do you know I called Carmel the Pipe Bomb Princess for fucking. Like yeah. ages without even asking her ever, and I must have done it for six because it shows you can go shows without talking to someone. Yeah. You could you could arrive at a show with someone and not see them again for three hours. Uh, it's just everything's happening, and uh, and I think just as and it says Dav, just as I was about to stop calling her Pipe Bomb Princess, she comes out of the battle and she's got Pipe Pipe Bomb Princess right across yeah. her, her back end, and it's like oh fuck right, she must like it then. We'll keep that going. Uh, some stuff for Ravy Davy. I know that Leighton quite likes. <laughs> I, t- I did talk about Leighton's dick a lot. Like, <laughs> it's like his weapon. Jeez, look at his weapon. <laughs> and he, lo- he loved that. 
<laughs> like, of course, yeah. He's like, dude, it's like, I don't know what you're doing down there, but or what you're drinking, but fucking pass it round. Fucking massive banger on the boy. And, uh, and I put it over. But uh, guys, like, but then you get the serious stuff. It's all, it's all good saying the, the, the funny stuff, but I love being able to tell a story, like, guys, because that's what it's, it's about. And this isn't a go at the, the commentary episode, but mm. it's great that people like the, the energy and the, you know, the intensity and the, the funny stuff I do. But I love nothing better than telling the, someone's story or mm. telling the story. That's what my job is there to do at the end of the day. I mean, when I started on ICW, I was just pretty much just colour. Um, and now I've sort of in this tweener role uh, if they ever turned around and went we just want to go by the colour again that'd be fucking amazing but I, th- I like doing the tweener sort of because the whole thing is is that Billy fucking Kirkwood is actually insane and no one has picked up on it that he is off his fucking head <laughs> like the point is just stuff he says and you go the fuck is he talking about <laughs> <laughs> and that I'm clearly schizophrenic because sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, I'm really calm. And other times it's like, he's always fucking up. So it is actually a character to a degree. Yeah. But, uh, and Dallas is just kind of like, I'll wind you up and let you go, son. And it's like, brilliant. <laughs> which again is, is, is nice one. But there's loads of, loads of stuff, man, which I, I get to say. But I love telling story. Like, I remember like commentating on uh, Whiplash and, and, and Grado in the past. Like, one of my, still one of my favourite matches that I commentated on was them doing a, um, a 30 minute match in the garage. I think it was Gradle versus Whippy won because two. Well, we all know what happened to two. Yeah. Um, but they did. They went on to put a clinic. It was one of my favourite matches to ever yeah. commentate on. Guys like you know Jackie and Mark and Joel. They always give like great stuff. And they might not even be like, "This is what we're thinking," or "This is where we are mentally just now going into this match." And it helps me sell it. Even you know he's great for it actually. As as David Davies, uh, he went into like his matches with Bram. And like tonight, and even just the story that Davey has, where he came from, is, I think is fucking amazing. And even telling that now into where he is today, so he's, I don't know, the Ned Nightmare, whatever you want to call him, you know, it's just like, man, it's such a fucking story. So you know everything about this guy. I want you to know everything about this guy. Because I always assume you're watching ICW for the first time. You know, um, which used to be used to really piss me off when you would get people going, stop talking over promos. It's like I'm not doing it on purpose. I swear <laughs> to fuck. But there's nothing worse than somebody standing there and goes, and everybody knows what happened last week in Newcastle. And the pause they go, I've got to go. Yes, he was attacked by red lightning, and he's going. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and the ICW title, and he lost his shot. The ICW heavyweight title. Fucking Jesus! Because they don't, they don't know, uh, or they might not know. And, mm. and the whole thing is I want that when someone tunes into ICW commentary I want them to immediately go watch this this is different I don't want to be the guys at Defiant or the guys down at Progress or anything like that or even what they do in WWE which is the standard bearer uh, I want to sound just that little bit different just that little bit yeah. different even if you sound well this guy sounds fucking excited <laughs> um, I want because at the end of the day it's like I don't like commentators that don't sound excited I don't get the point mm. even heel guys well, aren't they meant to sound kind of passive no no. Did you ever hear Jesse Ventura anything but enthusiastic? True. Did you ever hear him anything but enthusiastic? No. So I, that's how it's meant to be. I want to be excited. I, Michael Cole, the hardest working fucking man. Like I, like I've done talkback and he does like live commentary and raw. And I've had people in my ear. Fuck man, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> like that would drive me fucking nuts. And we get that. We get stuff from like 
you know, well, we, Dallas again it shows you the confidence. Like him and Scott, and we'll go. Well, these are the notes. This is what we want. We're only ever just kicking the right direction. In case I'm like fucking going off on a tangent, but no, man. I, I, these, there's so many. The fans would probably do an easier job at fucking remembering because I get stuff quoted back to me, and I go, <laughs> yeah, is that one of mine? <laughs> is that one of mine? I, 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 I can't think. It's. Uh, um, I, I really cannot think. I guess that um, it's been some greater ones, like the straps are doing the tits are out. <laughs> uh, rolling slice, I guess that's one. But if people do come up and go, yeah, that's that's nice. If people, if wrestlers go, I like that, I'm going to use that. Mm-hmm. Or, no, or then you get on the other side when you like come out with a t-shirt on, you're like, motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> selling fucking t-shirts with my shit on it. Not even gonna little you know, fuck off. But again, I, I'm actually kind of delighted because it means they get a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Cash off it. I don't mind. Um, at the end of the day, I don't. I don't mind. I like to pretend I do. <laughs> like they're gonna give me fifty quid or something. You should be raking out the royalties for all these stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I should be a lot better off than I am. A lot better off. Oh, the, fuck it. The campaign starts now. Fuck. No, it's too late. Is fuck, it too late? I fucked it. I'm not giving them any more. <laughs> well, a couple of guys I'll put over gangbusters, but fuck it. <laughs> Well, like something I will say, like we have done a commentator show in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe you have listened to that. I have. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I listened to it, only tuned in uh, every now and then. I'm barely in this. <laughs> when he mentioned me once. Yeah, but then I'm And this is big bit that I didn't listen to. No, no. You, the way you, when I was like, oh, did you listen to it? He's like, yeah, I listened to it. I just, I just, like, just said that was funny, man. He's a fucking art no. form to what I do. <laughs> no. Because we put out questions uh, Whenever we're doing a show We always put out questions And we say like If it's related to the topic We say Oh who's your dream yeah, guest yeah, Like yeah. who's your dream yeah, yeah. And your name came up a lot In oh, the dream nice. commentators nice. And a lot of our panellists Also say that you're In our dream Do you dream, know dream I've got a, I got a, uh, This is the whole thing man I'm self-taught I've got a lot to learn And don't get me wrong There's no worse when I listen back I'm going Oh fuck <laughs> Jesus Christ uh, <laughs> I, 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 I would change that But uh, um I appreciate that, I really do. Because um, loads of people, the question always comes up, it's like, what if WWE came calling, right? This is the thing, they're not They're not going to come calling. I've not been told that. No, I don't believe that's going to happen. That's not to say I wouldn't be open to the idea of doing something, but uh, I don't believe anyone's turning around and going, we need him on NXT UK. We need his voice on NXT. I believe we, they do. It, well, maybe they do, I, I don't know, but... Um, the, the phone call's not going to come and I don't believe the way if it's anything like the comedy or entertainment world I don't even think my name's on the list I think it'd just be names well, in front it of should me be. Uh, maybe it should be and you know I should be on fucking Saturday night uh, on, on BBC One but I'm not and it's just the way things are that's not to say that that changes how I treat my job with ICW that's my mm. priority I don't believe anyone is sitting going we need that Scottish voice on there mm-hmm. I don't believe that for a second and I don't think that's going to change and that's just the way it is and it's so it's lovely that people say that and please don't think I don't appreciate it because I think people think I'm negative on it and I'm kind of not because like and this is like a a he machine thing I guess it's like alright Billy yeah we want you to move to Orlando we want you to go and train over there or you know do do whatever you need to do but you're going to have to give up everything you're doing right now right Mm, I kind of like a lot what I'm doing right now yeah you know that's not to say no I mean I don't know how it works in that respect but unless it were like to do something with maybe NXT UK I, I, I don't I don't see it I think I could do a great job but I think they've got their guys just now and maybe aesthetically 
a 39 year old hairy hippie with covered in tattoos is not necessarily what they're looking for if they're looking for a fucking Corey Graves then I'm your man well, can I just say the campaign starts now? If you That's want. fucking. <laughs> they, uh, they, they have my number. <laughs> I know that. Uh, so uh, no, it's 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 one of those things, and I, I I genuinely believe that's that's the situation. That could change. I mean, I'm sure there's many wrestlers. I went, it's never happening, you know. And then there they are on Wednesday nights. So you know, never say never, I guess. But no. I'd love the opportunity to do this, like talking head stuff, talking up the Scottish talents and some of the British talents. I think. I'd like if that gets developed that'd be great or even as part of that arc with ICW you know that if there's any branch over there if you're ever coming and shooting a show in Glasgow and the ICW heavyweight titles on the line wouldn't mind a spot at the desk that would be cool as fuck that's how it starts I'm, I, as I'm actually even more excited about the idea of that than yeah. it probably would be but, but we'll see man it's one of those things I don't, I don't sit by the phone I'm afraid and I probably should be more political and like schmoozing guys and emailing and hey, can I come along to the show and all that? Yeah, if I had fucking time in my day, maybe I'd fucking do that. Um, but I just, I'll just focus on being good <laughs> rather than sucking up and fucking shit like that and turning away. Hey, you have done? Fuck off. Well, something for I'll add to that, like the way you do commentary and stuff. Like a lot of us go to a lot of ICW shows, but. We still subscribe to the on demand, <laughs> and it's purely to hear the commentary coming from you. Do you know what? It's so weird, man. Like, I remember going to WrestleMania 30 and actually thinking, oh, I wish I could hear the commentary. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's weird as that sounds, it's like, oh, I kind of miss mm-hmm. not hearing the commentary. So I get it. Like, the number of times people have turned up at shows and they went, I can't believe we don't hear your commentary. It's like, what? Well, with the tannoy. <laughs> and there's shows that fucking do that mm. and I think fucking hell that'd be a nightmare mm. but and also I would feel dead self-conscious about a whole bunch what do you fuck up and we're like ah fuck off <laughs> just that people going it's not called that <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my personal favourites like when I seen you get animated was when Thatcher Wright first came out in the garage and how <laughs> animated you got it's like as soon as that's released I need to go watch and see what you were saying oh, <laughs> I put him over his fuck man <laughs> Gonna be a hill. He'll be a fucking hill then. Yeah. Uh, bless him. But I, I do get very animated. It's actually only recently I've said I don't want to sit down anymore because I used to sit down uh, a lot of commentary and I went. I don't. I don't like sitting down. Right. I, I really don't like it. And poor, poor Grange is like, I don't mind sitting down. <laughs> You're not leaving me. <laughs> um, and I just think it gives you a good energy. And yeah. even when Jamie came in for a couple of shows, he's thinking like, "Nice seats, nice seats, nice seats, James." Apart from at the hydro, when it's like you've got to sit down, otherwise you can't, can't see. Yeah. <laughs> um, but That's well sacrifice. I like it, man. But he's even guys like like Mauro Ranello and stuff like that. Can he stay in his chair? And yeah. like, I'm like that. I don't want to stay in my chair. Uh, I because I just get very excited. You know, if the opportunity to work with someone like Mar- learn from someone like Mauro would be great. Would be incredible. Like mm. people would say, like, what names of guys would you like to learn from, and like, like, how could you not look beyond JR? But I don't necessarily consider myself. I'm not a play-by-play guy. I can do play-by-play, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I'm a straight-laced play-by-play guy. It's all due respect to Mr. Ross. I think he is. I mean, don't get me wrong. He, I mean, what he does, the excitement that he brings. He's certainly. I've got that. So there's a comparison there, maybe, but stuff like Mauro does, man, the excitement, he just like you just think he fucking he loves this match. Yeah. And that's why I want to bring that's I have and if anyone ever went, 
where you get sit down and mentored by someone like him or Michael Cole or something would be incredible. I imagine Michael would fucking tear me to shreds. <laughs> I imagine. Like, that's the whole thing. If they went, right, you're going to come. If they went, do you want to come and get, like, feedback or get produced, do your thing, yeah. you watch some stuff like, yeah. That would be interesting to get ripped to fucking shreds just to go, you're doing all this wrong or you're doing this right but you can't stop doing this. <laughs> you know, that, that would be interesting but from someone like Maro or something would be Mario or Maro. It's Maro, isn't it? Maro, yeah. It's a weird way of pronouncing yeah. it. But he does, like, even the, if you see him doing like uh, MMA stuff or box and stuff, it's yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah, on the fucking, HBO. He's, 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 he's amazing. He's amazing. It'd just be two guys shouting isn't this great Maro yeah give me a kiss yeah. <laughs> and then he'd just be on his neck at the side of the Gagaro Champa kiss that's all it would be just us fucking at the side of the, the ring if that was to happen at next week's NXT or something just imagine <laughs> listen Maro you got my number dude I'll be get, like, get it off McGuinness I'll be asking have you been having secret meetings in Orlando <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're playing on coin that WD open you are not coming but you're God, man, like, in Orlando I, I, look if someone took a picture of me when I was over at NXT visiting and I was going as a punter I think it's when Demo it was just over mm-hmm. and I was backstage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was sitting with all the wrestlers who apparently had been in the tryout workshops that day. Someone took a picture of me sitting in the stand, and it just so happened that I dressed up because they might need to come backstage. Making effort, don't turn up in like your Disneyland t shirt and shorts. <laughs> Julie noted. <laughs> um, and someone took a picture, and it was fucking everywhere that I was there. And because I wasn't an ICW at the time, yeah. and people had literally put two and two together and went, oh, he's been signed his way. It's like it wasn't true. It wasn't true for us. I literally was just there, and this was two years ago. So I was playing like the long game. <laughs> Any minute now. <laughs> Any minute now. Then it was not, and I, there was no conversation. Happening. So see, people do expect it. Well, it's, that's great for them. <laughs> but I expect to win a million pounds. I don't think it's going to happen anytime fucking soon. I expect to win the WWE Heavyweight Championship. And I'm sure anyone in our events is going to go, you know who we need? We need a slightly chubby, <laughs> you know, fuck it, it's not going to happen. Well, you touched on it very briefly on, in, on that last question, but what prep goes into your commentary? Where do you draw inspiration from? God, because I'm busy doing other things, eh, I mean, I'd love it. If ICW was my full-time job man that would be fucking incredible in terms of drawing inspiration I can only look at it as a, as a how I would look at it as a fan what do I want from commentary I want excitement I want a little bit of information and cool things that I can hang on to mm-hmm. whether it is move names or you know what what is it about this that I should connect why do should I fucking care yeah and one of the big things certainly rules I try to abide by in commentary which is hard but it's not the it's not the what it's the why why is he working on his neck? Why should I care these two are fighting? Why is he taking them down to the mat? Why is there a difference between these two guys? That is the big thing I always try and go for. And it's easy to get tied up the pace of the match because, oh, it's a close line, double down, blah, 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 you know, you can do it. I, you can fucking see that, you're watching. Yeah. Um, but why should I care? Yeah. Why, why is he in trouble? Why is she in trouble? Why are these two fighting? That's always been my big thing. And I could sit down and make notes all day and all night of move names and all that like I think Abel's probably my favourite just now I wanted to call her one of her moves a Frank Knight and she's not having it no <laughs> she's not having it bless her that move's called this mm. <laughs> okay um, but then she will go oh yeah I like that I like that though okay yeah. well I'm sneaking stuff past 
And in terms of preparation, yeah, as much as is realistic, I think. I mean, with big shows, we tend to get a lot. Myself and Grange will sit down and we'll have a chat about what are we thinking, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What are we calling this? Is there any gaps in our knowledge we need to fill? Particularly if there's someone like Angelico coming in and you maybe go, well, I know a bit about Angelico, but you, uh, oh, I know a bit. Well, let's sit down and have a wee look, say, and what we want to get across. We want to get this guy's a big deal and blah, blah, blah. So there is a fair bit of preparation that goes in. We try not to do it too much. I try not to go too crazy. Like, there will be, like, if a show's at seven and we're still somewhere pad at six o'clock, I'll go, put a pad, dude. We're done with this. Right, yeah. you know what are we doing? Let's call it out there. And you will watch it. I will have notes in front of me. I will not look at those fucking notes. <laughs> I just won't look at them. Uh, Off the cuff, actually. Yeah, and I get it. I do get it. Like, if you're trying to, if you maybe want to word something a certain way. Yeah. And, uh, and you do want to get it across as a big deal. Like, I mean, the cage, I called it the Hell on Earth cage match. Right, okay. Because uh, yeah. we've got a hell on the cell, but I wanted the middle of that to be hell on earth. Yeah. And then that's when it ended up being called. And then it's like, well, I've got to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what was the battle lines between, like, so the NEK and, like, the um, Sumerian Death Squad, yeah. or Legion, I should say. Sometimes, yeah, the, there is a lot of prep. I will come and go, I am calling this this way. Mm-hmm. But then I also don't want to know necessarily everything that the guys have done. Everything like they they might be thinking, because at the end of the day, it's it's a real life action movie, and I want to see where it goes. I want to be buckled in and enjoy the ride, yeah. along with all the fans at ringside. True, true. Uh, because then I think it's a genuine reaction. I think, it's, and I, I'm sure that's the same with with WWE and, and loads of other companies. It's rather telling the way you've described that because the way it comes across is absolutely fantastic, and it it's just so natural, and it doesn't feel like it's rehearsed or anything like that yeah. it just feels so natural and everything works and it's all it's like I said people do subs- a lot of people I do know subscribe and it's to hear the commentary at the end of it and also if there's like the one or two odd show that they may miss yeah. and it's purely just to hear what th- you guys I th- are saying I think it adds another dimension yeah. to commentary like if, if somebody turned around and went like if I went to a wrestling show and somebody went you can buy a subscription so you can hear the commentary probably get it mm. I'd be that dickhead sitting with my headphones <laughs> on and listening to the commentary but uh, it does add another dimension to the show and that much work goes in by Dallas and Scott and Adam and to produce the show and get it looking a certain way as well that I'm, it is a completely different experience yeah. when, when you when you can be at the show and then you go and watch the show it's a completely different experience and even stuff you miss even stuff you miss but there's nothing like the live experience I think no. okay so just moving on to my next question um, it's safe to say you're the busiest guy around <laughs> from your comedy radio show TV and wrestling how on earth do you manage to fit everything in and always be so energetic I don't know <laughs> I get asked that question a lot I reckon I'm running hot and uh, I, re- <laughs> like, I reckon like the lifespan's going to be 70 I'm probably going to tap it at 45 <laughs> like no. I'm just I'm, no. I- I'm going beyond the battery power uh, and I go fucking hell this has got they're going to lift it up one day and go this has got fucking way too many miles on the clock what have you done I don't know I guess I'm a naturally kind of energetic 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 person mm-hmm. and right now obviously that yeah, I am doing the radio show in the mornings and that takes up a lot of my time so I've got to be careful but I, I, I'm very lucky man I'm very lucky that I get to do what I get to do and if it ended tomorrow I couldn't complain mm-hmm. I couldn't complain so I'm just always know I'm excited to be there I am excited to be there and I think that's what drives me don't get me wrong I'd love more time with my, my wife and kids I'd love to be able to sit back and go and take a month off mm-hmm. but who knows maybe there's a game plan I won't be on the radio forever I'm perfectly aware of that I don't know if I'll do comedy forever I don't know if I'll do wrestling comedy forever you might as well enjoy the, buy the ticket take the ride exactly. it's, uh, I, might, I might as well enjoy it so I'm 
fucking probably the unfittest I've been in fucking years right now but that's because I get up at four in the morning it's like do you want to go to the gym they are fuck they <laughs> <laughs> are fuck but this year's a big year for that so uh, I, I don't know I get asked it a lot and I know that other people get asked it about me yeah. you know they go how does he manage to do it all and because my broadcast partner Bex on the radio shows who I run a production company with as well she gets asked it and it's like and she doesn't know she goes I don't know I don't know how he does it Mm. I don't know how he does it but I do have moments when I just sit there just fumbled over going fuck this (laughs) (laughs) fuck this lowest you've ever been (laughs) just go and get a job in a shop go and get a job in a shop (laughs) maybe he's having you know riddled with debt (laughs) maybe that's what he's done it being really bad with money is what keeps you motivated there there you go (laughs) well speaking of like all this stuff it's like a lot of wanking tramps in the street (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean it's like that and they don't have a lot of money I mean, I've got soft... You see, the thing is, I look metal as fuck, but I've got soft hands. <laughs> if I were to strangle, you'd be like, oh my God, these hands are so soft. <laughs> Death tickles. Do you know? It's like... I don't know what the options are. Do you know, there's all this talk about, I don't think the NXT are interested. I'd love it if they were. <laughs> if they were, fucking indicated, boys. And ladies, let's not be sexist. Stephanie McMahon's a, a diamond of a woman. <laughs> Oh, and she's fucking tremendous, man. Hot, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she wouldn't get angry about that. Like, Stephanie, Miss McMahon, Miss McMahon. Would you call him Miss McMahon? Would you call him Miss McMahon Helmsley? Oh, no, Levesque. I would, either way, I would go, very attractive lady. I don't think that's a horrible thing to say. No, it's How not. dare you? It's not, it's not. It's not. No, <laughs> Definitely not. And so it's Triple H in his own way. He's a good little boy. Uncle Paul, yeah. As Drew called I him. wouldn't call him Uncle Paul. No. <laughs> I got an Uncle Paul. <laughs> no. We don't, we don't talk about him now. <laughs> we'll, we'll still move on then. <laughs> you look like you had a question there. No, no I, I, it was just like you were talking about Triple H. See when he first cut his hair? Mm. He's spitting a meat. Of my fa- future father. Ah, see and it's my pal noticed it, and see when he said it, the fear. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm about to get. It's like she's Stephanie. You're married. Oh my god. <laughs> Triple H cut his hair, man, and he looked like like, but it was shot back inside originally. Mm-hmm. And it shows you, man, like they talk about like people being like open about their sexuality and comfortable with Wrestling fans have been like that for years. Mm-hmm. We are the only people in the world that go, look at the state of Dolph Ziggler's hair. He's dyed it black. That's just ridiculous. Intercontinental champion. With those hips I think not like, I've been comfortable with my sexuality for a long long time so I will happily uh, pass comment <laughs> oh. oh my god Billy right. so on that note are there any projects or events coming up that we should all take note of oh man uh, so many filming a pilot for the BBC one of a couple uh, which is coming up which is uh, very very exciting People had said last year when there was an announcement of the new BBC Scotland channel, they like, well, you know, involved. It's like, I'm kind of busy, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing worse than being busy and have somebody go, do you want to be busier? <laughs> 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 not really, to be honest. Uh, unless I'm going to do stuff at like, you know, unless I'm just not going to sleep. So we've got that coming up. That's going to be quite exciting. Finishing off the tour with my uh, funny, funny as Fuck show. Uh, and then going to be uh, working on some uh, new stuff. I had started up my new podcast, which I forgot the name of. <laughs> what, the f- oh, what the fuck is going on? But I just got sick of having to fight with iTunes because I couldn't get it on iTunes. And everyone said the same thing. It's like, oh, iTunes doesn't matter. And it's like, it does actually if you want people to listen to your fucking podcast. So I got given up with that. So at the moment, I don't think that's going to come back. There's like four or five episodes in the can. 
unless I like totally rebranding, going and re-record bits of it, and I don't know if I've really got the time to do that. But I am going to be starting up a new podcast with a buddy of mine. We used to do a podcast called The Gentleman's Closet, and uh, we were in Panto again together, and we were like, fuck man, we're fucking funny. <laughs> we should we should do a podcast again and it's like yeah we're gonna so um, there's loads of things coming up yeah. loads of things coming up basically gigs 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 big big year for, for, for just comedy really I'm not gonna be at the Fringe next year this year I think I'm gonna be back next year but again it kind of depends on video and broadcasting commitments and stuff so fingers crossed who knows I could be calling next year's Wrestlemania let's face it at this point well, uh, so. but if anyone wants to find me find out what I'm up to on social media feel yeah. free to say hi yeah. Feel free to say hi. So that's Facebook and Instagram at Billy Kirkwood Comic and on Twitter at Billy Kirkwood. Get followed and see all his stuff coming up. Yeah. See, I've done my research. Mate, you're the man. You're the man. I can see why you're president. I can see, I can see why you're president of the fan. <laughs> <laughs> that was sorry. I just like completely marked myself. If you were in, the if you were in the uniform in the front, you were just like, "This is amazing." Front row, front row. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like a real fucking like what the fuck, Barry? <laughs> Oh, it's like, I think I'm on board with this, man. A medal, a medal that says easily between <laughs> like, shit like that. Just a wee badge. It's like, fucking yes, man. I, I'm, I pop for shit like that. Like, I, I pop for shit like that all the time. One day I'll surprise you. Ah, look at him. Look at him, he's glorious. <laughs> Fuck the match. <laughs> Who cares about? Oh, I better not say that. <laughs> but I will. I will. Only if you can get another someone to come next year and they're feeding you grapes throughout the whole show. I'll um, get up for it. Um, I might not. No top on. He's got a palm leaf. He's just gonna fan you down with. I'm a bore. Stop. See the some of these fans' gimmicks are better than the ones in the ring. You're coming. You're coming us way too many ideas. I'm into it. I'm into it. So, what has been your personal highlight moment in ICW for you? Oh man, there has been so, so many personal highlights. Fuck. Terrible because I don't, I'm not great at being nostalgic in that way. I'm terrible, like. So sometimes you don't stop and enjoy the moments because you're busy. Yeah. I don't think I like going, oh, I'll take a. Facebook video of the Hydro or I'll take a picture like you'll see other guys taking pictures back saying I don't do that I just I don't think to do that to be honest so personal highlights do you know the first time we did the Battlelands was incredible absolutely incredible yeah. and I still think about that to this day the Battlelands is hand down my favourite venue it was, then it was ABC uh, but sadly ABC's gone now yeah so I think maybe that the first time we ever played the Battlelands he was like fucking this is going to be so much fun and doing the live pay-per-views that we did as well at one point when we were streaming them live that was fucking that's nerve-wracking because like to get instant feedback as well was like oh fuck mm-hmm. stuff pinging up on Twitter and Facebook and what have you and like oh fuck <laughs> so-called Val commenting on me and how fun I am and sexy and it's like oh fuck yeah. oh man totally uh, <laughs> You've actually answered one of my quick fire questions just now. Well, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Sorry, Val. No. Um, um, but yeah, I, I think those moments, and, and you see the first time you like you you think you've done a good job on on commentary, or you get positive feedback mm-hmm. to, to Dallas and the guys. That was that was good because I remember being like, I'm fucking I don't know. And if I think if fans, you know, the thing is, man, if like people do take the time to go. That was great. I really enjoyed that, and they're not just sucking up. And that must make me sound like a fucking monster. Um, but I, I, I know 
I know how that goes, but people genuinely do mean I think you did a good job, and I, I really always appreciate that. I, I genuinely, even if I can't show it because I'm an emotional bent, uh, like I don't know, I don't know, it's not a cheers by. Like I don't know, I don't know what to say. Uh, um, I do appreciate that. Even now, I find myself getting nervous about the idea of it, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I do, I do appreciate that, and getting to. Like the tours, man, as well. The tours were a fucking blast. You're not only hanging out with people you really like, yeah, like, but you're hanging out with people you respect what they do, like Simon and Thomas and Scott, and there's so many names. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think we've got some of the, I think we've got the best crew in the business, man. I really do. Like, guys you don't hear I spoke about a lot, like Adam Carell and and, and Scott Reed, and and obviously the work that you know the Dallas does and helping produce and put it all together, and mm-hmm. Duncan and all, so many names I could mention. Going into it, making things work when they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, hey. when we're punching above our weight, which is what we, which is ICW to its core. We're punching above our weight, you know, because I, I sometimes think that people are negative when they don't need they don't need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people go, oh, you know, it's we only got four thousand people at the hydro. It was sex, and it's like. Yeah, but you, sometimes things change, and, and, and I don't mean this, like sometimes you need to just... Imagine every fucking James Bond movie was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Imagine every Star Wars movie was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Things things need to change, like even... Do people not remember, like, one year they'll do... Well, it's a little different now, but one year, like, WrestleMania was in front of, like, 10,000 people, and the next year it was in front of 4,000 people, because they changed venues, they changed cities. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Yeah. Like, you know, and I don't know where Fear and thing will be next year. I mean, wouldn't, might, wouldn't kill if, if they did something like, we're going to do, a, we're gonna do like a, a Fear and Loathing weekend or three nights. My like, fuck, man, that'd be amazing. I, I would have said no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing. And, and I know that, the, you know, and I'll bad let someone else do that, deal with those decisions. Because it is like, well, let's, I don't really get saying that. It's like, oh, I've got an idea. Fuck up, you and get back behind <laughs> that desk. Uh, Cheers, boss. You know, if, if those guys, it just keeps, what keeps it fucking interesting. Yeah. And like, every, I feel bad for like guys like the WWE in many respects because like, they go, oh, yeah, this year we need to sell 70,000 tickets. And it's like, but what if it's just not selling that well yeah. this year? Like, when do you start having heart attacks and people start selling their fucking houses? You know? Sure. It's, uh, and you've got to be battling against that. So, personal highlights, I, uh, there's too many there's silly ones as well <laughs> silly ones as well man <laughs> righty so just moving on to now the One Fall Sessions has been a huge success with constant sold out shows for wrestling fans that have never been this, what, one, this one's struggling to sell we need to we need to really pump this this one's oh, struggling yes. to <laughs> <laughs> no I'm only joking <laughs> it's going to a bigger venue it's, it's Cassidy's Wrestlemania we're too, too big too big too big <laughs> <laughs> well for fans that have never been what should they expect to see and why should they come man the, the whole what I love about what Simon's done with it is it's a totally live experience yeah you will not no recordings no recordings you're in the circle of trust, as, mm-hmm. the, as, as Mr. Cassidy would put it. Uh, you know, there's a bit of fun between me and him. I'm there almost in like an Andy Richter, Ed McMahon thing. I'm there to keep things light and keep things moving, mm-hmm. uh, deflect and all that. I keep the jolliness going, <coughs> which I, I quite like because I think it's almost like I'm slightly... People don't know, like I, I almost kind of do it slightly off of the side and I quite like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like, hey, interject, <laughs> back on track. <laughs> Bring like the, the funness and the energy as I, as I do with commentary. So I, I love that, but it is... 
Guys letting themselves go in a fun environment, getting to interact with the fans in a way that I don't think any major wrestling company on the planet gets to do these days, you know? I don't think you would see anything like a WWE without somebody spoiling it, you know, getting like a phone out. And yeah. Fans, they, they get to come and it's it's like this. It's I don't want to say it's, even, I don't want to say it's shit, but it's open and it's honest and, uh, and, and people get to let their guard down. There doesn't yeah. need to be that barrier between... It feels like a, a conversation with friends. Exactly. It feels like a conversation with a big group of friends, mutual fans together, and every one of them has just been silly, and f- everyone has been different. Mm-hmm. Everyone has been really, really different from the initial things where it was really just the guys in the one fall sort of stable, so to speak, mm-hmm. to now where it's, you know, the Viper and Jack Jester and this one we've got Andy Wilde. Well, guys that Simon's been after for a while in the Super Show. Yeah. Like Andy Wilde and Liam Thompson and Liam, whose personality has mm-hmm. just come out so much in the last couple of years. And Big Andy, man, who like, could be fucking the Scottish Stone Cold Steve Austin at this. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking last show he's dropping fucking pipe bombs that he's going on. Yeah. Or stovey pots, whatever he wants to call it. <laughs> um, and, like, because I, like, honestly, like, at the last show, like when he said a couple of more candid comments to the boss mm-hmm. and I, you heard the fucking crowd and it's like fucking stone cold Andy Wilde over here man he's got something much cooler than a Zamboni that's his camper fans <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's like I fucking like I actually did I've always been a big fan of Andy Wilde and it's like it's great to see him back in the company and doing so well mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, like, that's that's really what it is it's a conversation between friends you have to buy tickets and come and see it because you won't see it anywhere else it's got a consummate host and Simon I'm there to bring a bit of fun a bit of funny and he's got a great lineup of guests including the return of Just Justice oh Sold already. Well, he have a jelly snake in his boots. We don't know. <laughs> that's a reference that you'll only get if you've been to you've one fall. Yep, yep. I mean, that's part of my next question. So there is the big justice for Mark Coffee. <laughs> that was my other one. Justice for Mark Coffee. <laughs> I wanted that in a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> Even Joe Coffee didn't know what I was talking about. Justice for Mark Coffee. He's doing all right, isn't he? So, well, he's probably in fucking Florida this weekend. He's balls fan or something. <laughs> I like a fucking. Beautiful girl by a pool. You're doing all right, handsome big git. <laughs> I hope you're not offended by that, Mark. Really. I think I did nothing but put you over in that. All right. Oh, Billy. <laughs> oh, no. Mr. Coffee, would you like to wrestle in front of these thousands of people? Yes, I would. <laughs> Well, on that note, there is a big session happening on Friday the 22nd of March. Yes. And as you said, the guests are the Wild Boys, Andy Wild and <laughs> Wild Boys! Wild Boys, I love it. Liam Thompson and first ICW Hall of Famer, Carmel Jacob. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much chaos do you think there's going to be on that show? Well, Jackie's going to go fucking mental. Let's, not, let's, let's not face it, but uh, I think it's also going to be... I mean, I've got nothing but... Respect for Mr. Polo. I mean, we used to we used to call commentary together. I really, I really treasured that time. He was a great person to call commentary with. Way back when, feels like so long ago, but then fucking hell, he's gone on to gone on to bigger and better things, as all my partners usually do. He'll he'll be fucking chaos, and I think he'll feed off Liam and uh, Andy being there, yeah. and Carmel's going to be there to show off. So yeah. I think Carmel's the one that's going to have the job in this one. Poor <laughs> yeah. Simon's trying to keep a hold of everything. It's, <laughs> it's going to be like it's going to be like a Hogmanay party at your aunt's house. You know, everything's going to be. He's just going to be there going. Oh, 
had a drink, come doing the wings are in their bed. <laughs> they were gonna be like, Yay! <laughs> and so that's, that's one of the aspects I love of it is that you always see Simon try to uh, bring it back into and I'm dead, bring it back in. And I'm I'm dead protective because there's a bunch of times I've had to go fucking everybody settle down. <laughs> oh Billy Billy's put on his dad voice. Just fucking settle you a bunch of cunts. Like this is a man this man's working very hard here and you're fucking ruining this. It's always so like you say, it's your time you're wasting. Yeah, fuck it, your time you're wasting, I swear to God. <laughs> fucking, I don't speak cunt. Just shut the fuck up. But that's only been, and it's, it's, it's Simon's show, man. I'm, I'm humbled that he lets me be a part of it. He's a fiercely talented young man who deserves to be in so many different. I mean, I know he's, I, I, I still think, I'm not saying this because he's my mate, and I'm sure he put me over like gangbusters, but I think he is the standard bearer in terms of. Pro- consummate professional uh, ring announcer and, and uh, I, I hope he does a lot more I really really I, like, I hope I hope he does get that call from WWE the two of you together done oh man I'd be up for it especially with him and I know they've got their folk I know these people they've hired yeah. actually there's a lot more into it than that but you know if they ever do a show in Scotland it would be a fucking crying shame if Mr Cassidy didn't get a call mm. but I did also go you do realise though they'll turn around and go well stop doing this stop doing that stop doing this <laughs> and you'll say yes sir <laughs> and he, he gets that he gets that again we're allowed to run as wild as we can and then thankfully Mr Dallas will lean in and go do you want to know do that Duly noted. Duly <laughs> <laughs> <Julie> noted. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned Simon because in our recent interview with Simon Cassidy, he highlighted that the original foundations of the It's Your Fault chants actually came from you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. How- just, despite all the many theories I've heard, yeah. including people telling me, no, no, it was not, it wasn't that, it was this. It fucking was. <laughs> Can I just say, it was me interviewed him. And he's very animated during this question. <laughs> <laughs> very animated. Now, so, yeah, I don't remember specifically what I said, but I'm on having some ramble at the start of the show, as is my one. Just getting the crowd warmed up before we start. And it's something about, I think it might be something to do with Hitler. But something that was like, shut up, Simon, it's your fault anyway. Um, out it stumbled, and yeah. next it's, it's your fault. And that was like four years ago or something. Yeah. Four or five years ago, but well, I was like, get on the fucking t shirt. In our interview, he gave us a blow by blow. Oh, really? I, I, I actually think it haunts the man. <laughs> I think sometimes he loves it, and then sometimes he is like, it's not my fault. It's like when wrestlers, here's one for these wrestlers. See when the microphone doesn't work? Don't look at me. I don't have a sound mixer in front of me. I'm not working your fucking mic. <laughs> don't look at me. Yeah, no. uh, and when you get fans turning around and going, what's going on? Do you, and I've said, do you see a fucking sound desk here? <laughs> I think, I'm sure there was one time I called someone a tampon chewing fuck. <laughs> Because he was like, oh, do you know what it was? I can tell you what that was. That's the angriest I've ever been. That was two years ago at Shugs during Kenny versus BT Gun for the ICW Zero G Championship. And there's fans trying to chant at me to get my attention. And I got really mad about it because... Kenny and BT Gun were putting a fucking clinic yeah. on and I got really mad about it stop, stop watching the match and I've heard it and it is fuck it I'm th- I, I assume it's been edited out of the broadcast <laughs> but you audibly hear me going stop looking at me and watch the match you tampon chewing fuck and I was angry because I remember Grange going are you alright? <laughs> anyway, I, like, I was really mad it's like you've paid all this money and yeah. you're trying to get the attention of the fucking commentator watch the match you fucking toilet 
Who would do that? Who would turn up by fucking Beyonce and trying to get the roadies' attention? Me! Me! <laughs> fucking hell. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, bringing it back to Still pisses me off, man. <laughs> and he knows who he is. He knows who he is because we had a conversation about it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, not a bad one. It was more like, oh, I'm, dead, I'm dead sorry. I apologise as well. <laughs> if, you're, if you're less than that same person, then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you've conveyed your message over to them. Said the person won't do it again, and neither will I shout to someone in that way. <laughs> Unless, of course, these two ma- two, two wrestlers put on a four star classic in the fucking ring. Um, see, next time you say something like that, can you say it louder so we can all hear it? <laughs> well, I have to be careful sometimes on commentary because sometimes, occasionally, things will come out. They'll cut through, <laughs> cut through the crowd. But it was one time I did like GPWA, and it's like you know, like smashed his nipple off his chest or something. The nipples like shoot off after that but it just so happened there was this tiny little silence like this glimmer of silence and it just cut through the crowd yeah. so it was like <sighs> <laughs> nipples like shoot toffees and you just saw everyone looking around at me it's like oh no <laughs> I remember we did the match we did the show in Cardiff the one Triple H turned up at and the fans were a wee bit quieter and I realised that I was going at full pelt so I better dial this down a bit because they can hear every word that I'm saying and it's not that the fans weren't enjoying it they were just a little more subdued in the afternoon it was maybe people were going to, actually well, before the, the wrestling show tonight uh, whatever it was the Cardiff Hut or whatever they call it I don't know <laughs> shall we go and see some wrestling yes let's do that wouldn't that be lovely way to spend the afternoon there's me <laughs> <laughs> a, a lambast in the fans I've only done that a couple of times I remember there was one time Simon goes out at the start of a show it's Bournemouth sorry Bournemouth goes out at the start of the show it's been already been a long weekend right and normally Simon goes out at the start of the show there's a Simon walks out nothing nothing not a clap not a cheer Nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to ICW Fight Club Life, right here from Bournemouth. Nothing. 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 And it's like, what the fuck? Please welcome Billy fucking Cargill. I don't remember if they cheered, but I always remember Simon describing me as he said, an angry march to the ring. I was pissed because they weren't getting into it. And I did actually, and bless them, they got into it. It's like, yeah. don't feel embarrassed, don't feel like you're here at a fucking wrestling show. Make sure don't just fucking sit there and look, break into your house and start doing a fucking wrestling show where you got all shits or something. <laughs> you're not fucking shopping in Asda and I'll run up, suck my balls and run out. You're fucking into this. You come in and you make fucking noise, these wrestlers are feeding off it. What the fuck? Are you? Like, I just couldn't get my head round why these growing men and women would come to see a wrestling show and just sit there. People in Manchester wouldn't do that, people in Glasgow wouldn't do that. People London wouldn't do that why the fuck is this because it's a Sunday you can fuck up you paid like £15 for a ticket to come see a wrestling show we've got some of the best wrestlers in the world we're going to put in a great night fucking give them something you cunts and by the end of it it was like just what they're fucking kicking but by the end of it it's like they were like yeah it was like good fucking still it but I was more annoyed it's like the ring announcer's coming out it's one of my favourite bits of the show mm-hmm. one of my favourite bits of the show when Simon walks out to the ring and goes hey show's gonna start and I get fucking excited yeah. it's like you guys couldn't even do that simple what the fuck are you doing I Set think up. at that point you probably even wished there was the extra fault chance for ringing out <laughs> and even he was like what the fuck uh, and it's the only time I've ever seen it the only yeah. time I've ever seen it was Bournemouth and they just and the thing is, it was like, it wasn't like a small amount of people. It was like 300 people. It was like, what? Did you all have a meeting? Did somebody <laughs> die before we started? <laughs> Fucking hell, have you just heard? <laughs> Stephen Fry's dead. Oh no. <laughs> you know, like, so, 
like a national treasure or something uh, but they were just but by the end of the night they were into it they just right. clearly didn't oh, right, okay, well, I don't know that cunt <laughs> so they get into it what maybe the they fuck? weren't expecting a health and safety briefing or something I have no idea man <laughs> I have no idea maybe you should do that from now on I think you'll find the exit here here and I, I, I think they might have even said listen if you're not going to get into here here's the the door is that fucking way you know um, even like little kids can get ring announcer yes it's the best night of my life and he's well, going to bring out a wrestler yeah if little kids where is that enthusiasm man who would go to a football game and just sit there who would go to a football game and just sit there it's the Dude, same excitement fucking wankers Heat machine. <laughs> no, he was like, heat machine, fucking opposite of that. It's like, what the fuck, man? And ICW is exciting as fuck. Uh, like, I've been to some dreadful wrestling shows, but like, to not even give them the benefit of the doubt at the start. Just imagine that fucking Howard Finkel, Madison Square Garden, walking out to silence. <laughs> well, wrestling a ten's gonna be push. Uh, <laughs> fucking better get lights. Look out here. <laughs> Now, my next question, I won't go into too much detail okay, of sir. things you've said because it's from one fall sessions and that's the circle of trust. Circle of trust. Exactly. But I will want to pick up on something. You have mentioned a few times how you'd love to set up a wrestling promotion yes. that has a huge focus on characters and comedy. Talk us through what you'd like to see and who you'd love to have on such a roster. Ooh. This is a hard one to talk about because <laughs> this is still something I want to do. And I, don't want, and I don't want anyone to steal my ideas. <laughs> and people steal my ideas all the time. <laughs> so, I'm really, it's really hard to talk about. My idea is, really did like that Southpaw Championship Wrestling. I did watch Alba about it and I went, fuck. But then it wasn't quite what, I'm, what my idea is. Imagine like some late 90s, imagine you got like everything you enjoyed about professional wrestling today, past and present, and you, and you just jammed it into a tape recorder and it just brought it all together, just huge and like, because the whole thing for me is, one of the things that does attract me to wrestling is, is fun. Yeah. I know what professional wrestling is. It is the fun aspect, it is the big characters, it is the off the wall storylines, it is the, the, you know, and that's what has attracted me more and kept me coming by more than anything else. And I love the idea of like, I mean, the fucking, like, I wanted to do things like the tag team live and kicking. And it was like Davy, Davy Live and Johnny Kicking, and they come out to like the Live and Kicking theme song, and they were a tag awesome. team, and, and the dandies and just came with big flowery wigs, and they have a workhouse boy, and he kicked the shit out of them, and he hulk up and put snuff up the nose. It's just the most ridiculous things, but the wrestling it just needs beyond entertaining, just fun. All the things like think of Guardians of the Galaxy, but a wrestling promotion. Just a mix of different music and genres, like uh, the disco Viking. I, I, I've got so many. I literally was talking to one of his uh, emo dad. Mm-hmm. Emo dad, the idea was he was fucking a big shot. <laughs> big shot in the 20s. But now he's like, fucking, can he get in the catty? And, uh, and like, you know, he's, he's coming out to like fucking Evanescence and shit. Uh, he's, like, he's like, his chokehold's called Weezer. Uh, and, you know, and, and I just want to do all these like because one of my favourite companies is, is Shikara right and Shikara for me embodies I'd love to see the equivalent of that here but it is different it is different like, yeah. like even even from the, like, and these guys like Simon says oh, I'd love to be a ring announcer it's like you're not Simon Cassidy you're not Simon Cassidy <laughs> you're like Johnny Monte Cristo or something and he comes out with a cape and like big shoulder pads and it's, I don't know I just want every aspect of it to be different but it'd be fun larger than life characters like I want to do like a life match 
which is like you get death match, you don't want a life match, and it was like people hitting each other with pillows, <laughs> and just all the stuff that Jim Cornette would fucking just hate, would just despise, and, and that's effectively what I want to be going to be, and it's, it's not something that's maybe going to happen, it's something that's going to happen. Good. It's going to happen, and I hope that the fans that will like it the same way, because I'm a fan. And it just like, and even people would say like, "What would you do?" And it's like at the moment, I have no plans to be a, like on this in any way, unless of course I decide I'm going to film it. But <laughs> based on all the copyrights we'd probably break for a live show, it's probably never going to happen. But the idea of, and there is so many wrestlers that I've talked to about it. When I'd love to do that, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Just making something that's just a blast, and uh, to hopefully something coming together with that sooner or mm. later. It's 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 not a it's not an effort to win. It's, nice. It's a win, and it could be. Something gets announced sooner or later. If you do season tickets, I'm already buying. Well, well, that, well, I can say this on this principle, and I believe it's the same with movies. At the moment, it's a one-off. It's oh. a one-off because uh, it's an itch I need to scratch. It's a one-off. If it did well, maybe we would do like a couple of shows a year, but it wouldn't be any more than that. I don't see any way that I could dedicate enough time to it. To be honest, I'm being purely selfish. Um, I'm a comedian and I've got things I want to do to be purely selfish. So the idea about managing a bunch of fucking wrestlers is not necessarily one I go, yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't be feeding my kids, I should be feeding this man. Uh, no, fuck him. Uh, so so be like, I think it would be an event, show at best, maybe a couple of times a year. Let's be honest, it'll be a fantastic event. <laughs> like, if, if people could get on board with it and just, but it, it like literally needs everyone to want to do it because of the fun and the love and that. Yeah. And it's all in it. People can get jaded in any creative industries and just have people to want to be there. Like I want you want to be here because this is going to be so much fun. And even if it's going, who do you want to be? What do you want to be? Yeah. And seeing how we can work it in and be a little creative group. And I don't, I don't know. It's 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 yeah. And, and, and I've yeah, I've spoken about it a fair bit of the one fault. And uh, uh, yeah, if we could if we can make it happen, and we will make it happen. It's just it's a it's a win. It's a win. Good. I love that. I like the idea about even guys that like WWE watching going. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. You know, have you seen this? Like, I like the idea about somebody doing that. Somebody doing that. I love it. Make it happen. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, we've seen you come out at ICW shows and an array of different costumes. <laughs> what is your personal favourite? Do you know what I was thinking about this just yesterday? I don't get to come out in nearly half the amount of costumes I want to. Like, literally, my ambitions are a lot bigger than I get to do. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, man, I've had so many ideas. I was actually thinking about one for this weekend. So many, man. So many. Uh, I think probably. I remember the first time I came out in a dress because I remember sitting back. There was like there was a wedding. And I'm like, mm. and, uh, and, I, and I was like, oh, I'm a bridesmaid of the wedding. Then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bridesmaid of the wedding. And he went, oh, that's perfect. We'll get you coming out. Yeah, that's great. There's a wedding going on. I'm going to a wedding. Why would I dress up? Well, I'm going to a wedding. Going to a wedding as a bridesmaid. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about going to a wedding as a bridesmaid. And uh, and I remember someone backstage going, "So it make you nervous going out in front of twelve hundred people in a dress?" No, oh, fuck them. <laughs> no, fuck them. Uh, on a personal note, that was one of my personal favourites because of just a shock off. Hey, do you know? It's like, I can't. I don't even know what show it was, but it is like it was shocks. Uh, DCT uh, Viper weather, wasn't it? Uh, the, yes, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, and at least like, and it is the reaction of like. What the fuck? Yay! 
there. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. And then, uh, and then there was another wedding a couple of years later and it didn't work out either. Yeah. Uh, so I might be the jinx. Uh, although I remember Martina. I think it's more Brab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brab. I remember, I remember Martina going, you kind of showed me up a wee bit this one because like, I think Veronica had done my makeup and done like a bang up job. But I, took, I remember taking a picture. And I noticed the other one. Maybe it's because I was a bit, a bit heavier. Last one. Don't say anything. I took a picture and I sent it to my brother and uh, he was in Australia and I went, what do you think of this? And he went, and he said about the words, holy shit. I went, I know. Mum, right? Mum, right? And he went, yeah, mum. For like the first time ever, I was like, I look just like my mum. <laughs> like, just like, I could show you a picture and it's like, I have got the same head shape. I have, I look like my mum. I look like, like, no, just a wee bit, like, you. just like my mum. Wow. After all these years, I go, oh, you look like your dad much. He's like, well, just like my mum. <laughs> just like my mum. Holy shit. Fucking blew my mind. Blew my mind. <laughs> I'll have to get a picture one day of like my mum, uh, which is younger, and me as that. Just put them side to side. You go, oh, fuck. Although I do remember that night because I got a cave. I got motivated by Sha. <laughs> Standard. Just walking down a corridor. <laughs> like, I think I should report this. <laughs> hey, so what, sweetheart? Bang me in the arse in the way, mate. It's like, cheers. Cheers, Sha. Actually, put me right up. I think I can get pumped up, Sha Sanders, if I wanted. I'm not sure he knows it's me. <laughs> Is that new Ringo? <laughs> Is that new Ringo? Fucking do I? <laughs> Sorry, I should keep my voice down. <laughs> You've got from one of East every now and then. And also, I'm not. I got every direction. <laughs> I fucking love Shaman. Yeah. He's like, honestly, if he, were, he was like, if he was a Pokemon, you'd fucking collect him. He's amazing. <laughs> Like honestly, I've, I want to see Shah Shah Shah. Please tell me he'll be Shai on that promotion or something. Oh my god, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to change him. I wouldn't want to change him. I wouldn't want to change him. You, well, you can have it that everyone's changed, but Shah just comes out. Of Shai. <laughs> I want juice. I know. I don't get the memo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would I call him, man? Dutty Dan. There you go. You sorted. Stendhal's head, some I don't know. <laughs> He's probably not, I've got these ideas. No! <laughs> Fair enough, Mr. Samuel's on your way. <laughs> well, on the note of like costumes and stuff, we did see the return of Kunto, your hobby horse. Yeah. Is Kunto around to stay? Maybe, I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of weird because I don't even know where Kunto came from. <laughs> like, I tried to remember this the other day, it's like I must have mentioned it. I must have mentioned Kanto because, like, then the following show I had Kanto the Wonder Horse. Mm. Why did I have a horse? Oh, I remember. Because I, I never had really an entrance team. I never uh, had an entrance team. And at one point, me and Sean came out to Daniel Bryan. The whole point was, was no one meant to come out to a new wrestling team every show. And it never happened. It yeah. got dumped pretty quick. I, I came out to Daniel Bryan's team for ages, which where the I, I, I came from, which. Why never? I, I, it's my fault never making it a, a bigger deal. I was kind of like, well, we And then I think briefly I came out to Bailey's, <laughs> including when we did a show in Sheffield and I came out dressed as Bailey, like the whole <laughs> Bailey fucking Kirkwood man. I'd love to do that again. That was a blast. <laughs> you know, we were doing the SEC. Can I ask, are there photos of this? There's at least there's footage of me opening the show as Bailey fucking Kirkwood on demand on in demand. Sheffield. Nice. So the, the, but you know it's funny because that was a Halloween show right and 
I remember someone saying there was a whole bunch of guys dressed up and he's next to no it was like the one show we didn't have a photographer at the photographer was sick it wasn't David Wilson someone else was meant to do it David's captain reliability if he'd have been there we'd have been laughing but mm-hmm. it's, yeah there's no photo- barely any photos in that show barely any photos because I think Kelly Ray went I'm going to send that to her <laughs> please do please do <laughs> I can't remember because I remember Spud was at that show and he thought it was fucking brilliant he was like because I wanted a t-shirt that says I'm a shagger <laughs> so I'm a hugger I'm like, I, but again it was another thing I was like ah. I sometimes need somebody there going you should do that I'm going to help you follow that through because I think I just ah I've done that on my way I don't, I don't recognise things <laughs> and I let them go like, ah that's fine I thought of another oh. one. Oh, go for it when you were asking stuff that it's held on I've held on to that I've, I've liked what I've said with wrestlers it's two wrestlers I can think of in, in particular Drew when Drew first came back I really enjoyed the job I got to do and Drew helping develop this well, I'm not helping develop I just called what I saw but getting him across as like the new phenom which I still believe I still believe like the, he has the new phenom oh, yeah. of, of professional oh, wrestling oh he's killing on Raw right yeah, now yeah yeah he's the new phenom and uh, there was so much stuff like moves and, and uh, just great great just there's a guy that just deserves everything he gets what, yeah just what a talent uh, and then and another one and this will be controversial was Bram because Bram became the monster Bram the, it's, and the king of all evil it was mm-hmm. me that said it was maybe the king of all that is evil which has slightly different ramifications yeah because he can be the king of all evil but good men commit evil acts so that's why that one word changes it to the king of all evil mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. just as a point of order but the king of all evil he took that and he's made it his big thing now mm-hmm. and uh, guys that have gone on have sent messages going thank you very much Mm-hmm. Really and man, what a, what a fucking talent that guy was. Still is. It would be nice to see him again. No. I think in the ring. No, I, I like Brad. Well, obviously, I don't like his character because that's what it's meant to yeah, be. Yeah, he's a but oh, man. I, 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 I'm a big fan of it. Just a big heel, just yeah. a big bad guy, a villain. Yeah, and it's like well, let's fucking need those in wrestling. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, it's like coming heels coming out and cutting cocky fucking. It's funny, isn't it? Uh, aren't no. you meant to be a fucking bad guy? Yeah, no, he's proper, <laughs> yeah. and that's why I love. It never stops. Yeah, exactly. It never stops. Like you get what I mean. That love for what he's yeah, doing no, man, and, it, there's and, nothing better than just enjoying yeah, what somebody yeah, does. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the wedding crashers gimmick that he's caught. <laughs> I always wanted him to turn up. Like, I remember my, my Bram knows about this, I'm sure. My impression of Bram is terrible, right? But everyone used to do a really good impression of Bram, right? But I ruined that. My impression infected their impression because <laughs> mine's, the end, yours. mine's ends up sounding like Zippy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Because he's so softly spoken. He is. He's kind he of is. a softly spoken fellow when you, when you speak to him. And he terrifies me. He still kind of terrifies me, but he's so softly yeah. spoken. And you would just see the switch where Bram would go like, I can't remember, it's like, uh, he would talk like a gentleman. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and my, like, I know my impression's shit, and this is not the accent Bram has. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How marvellous it is to see you all. <laughs> what a delightful day we're going to have here. And he'll take a drink. On the way here, I killed a dog. <laughs> it's like, what? And he's never killed a dog, but he just like becomes rap. And like people would say, like, you, you sound like Zippy, and they, they can't do their original impression. So everyone does this impression. I'm like, I'm I'm actually thinking the first time I met Brad outside of yeah. like I said like we were in the box after one of the shows. Yeah, yeah. And like he walked past me and he stood on my shoes by accident and he went sorry mate and I wasn't expecting anything and just the way he said it, I was just like, Well mate, you're meant to be proper yeah, evil. Yeah, but what an absolute bloody gentleman. Mm-hmm. On to my final question on the main question.
questions. Right. So, as best as you can, what has been your highlight matches to call? Oh man, there's so many. I can't, I can't, I can't pick. I can't pick my favourites. I know, it's people, such a hard People one. ask me that all the time. Oh god, and it'll be for odd reasons. Like people do say, oh, it's the funny lines and all that, which aren't as like trying. They've got more of a balance in 2018, 2019 than maybe once upon a time they did. So I think sometimes you chase laughs and you shouldn't do that in commentary. Do you know uh, Whiplash versus Grado? They were always something quite special. I think the three-way and the cage for the women's title at Fear and Loathing. Yes. God, but it's always for different reasons, man. Yeah. It's always for different reasons. Like I could say Team ICW versus Team Black Label because what intensity, man! Yeah, um, all the changes and the yeah, yeah. Um, Finn Balor in there as well. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, Kenny versus BT Gun mm-hmm. Polo Promotions versus the Dudleys was surreal. Although it's not my favourite Polo Promotions match by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. Uh, Would you be thinking of one against Marauders? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one they had. Do you know one of my favourite shows ever was Square Go two thousand. 16 I think right too but it was Trent versus Wolfgang for the, the world title mm-hmm. they was the Marauders versus Polo Promotions I miss the Marauders man I thought it would be great mm-hmm. I love the Marauders that and this square goal there's just so many Keelan Kelly versus Leighton Buzzard anytime those boys get together it's a good it's time fantastic. it's a good time in the office mm-hmm. BT Gun versus God again there's so many mm-hmm. I've got my favourite certainly uh, and I'm probably not putting over uh, the guys I should so I apologise about that you've mentioned that a lot of even, names, even Dallas right? versus Jackie Polo I remember that way back when because that was kind of non-match but it was a match as well a lot going on mm-hmm. uh, nah, there's too many there's too many seven years man there's been a lot of matches mm-hmm. so well, I, think, I can think of at least I can think of the ones that I thought were hard Thought were very difficult to commentate on. It's <laughs> like that's a shit. <laughs> there's, a, oh, there's only a couple of those. There's only a couple of those, and those guys don't wrestle for the company anymore. <laughs> so I don't think I'd get any real heat <laughs> by, by by saying, but I won't. I won't kick them when they're down. <laughs> well, Billy, that's the end of my main question. So thank cool. you very much for the time you spent with Alan and myself. You're more than welcome. But as you may know, we round off our questions with our quick fire questions and Go on true, eat, sleep, suplex, retweet fashion. So right. just the first thing that comes to your head. So rock or Austin. Austin. Trish or Lita? Trish. Night in or night out? Night out. Nice one. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? Oh, fuck. I want to say Xbox, but I know it's PlayStation. I, know, I, 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 I can't lie. <laughs> Favourite wrestling game? Oh, God. Uh, that'd be Smackdown, Here Comes a Pain. <laughs> nice. One of the popular ones on our game show as That's well. fucking brilliant. Yeah. Favourite wrestling pay-per-view? Uh, do you know it's an odd one it's SummerSlam 91 yeah. I could, uh, and SummerSlam 91 and, and Halloween Havoc 1990 there's loads of tag matches I just really enjoy it yeah yeah. it's an odd one to say but the Nasty Boys versus Styles is fucking yeah. brilliant so go check you that like, out if you get a chance you like your tag team matches I do like my yeah. tag matches I do like a good tag team match hence why you like like the kinds of catch and so on and yeah I, 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 I think it's a lost art form mm-hmm. and uh, it's good to see guys like the, the Kings and uh, I know they're not tagging right now with polos but mm-hmm. the coffee and all that yeah yeah totally Love. loves me a tag team and <laughs> uh, your favourite one fall panelist wow that's a hard one who's the one that made me just laugh most <laughs> do you know it sounds like I've pure got a hard on for the kings of catch maybe I'll be one <laughs> uh, do you know um, you're a good company because we are fans alright oh, uh, I would say <laughs> I, I would say um, do you know I, I, it was great to have the um, the ladies one 
God, that's a really hard one. I wouldn't want to piss anyone. Jackie is fucking amazing. <laughs> Jackie's great. I'm um, sure they'll understand. So I would say Jackie, and then I would say Viper and, and Kelly Ray. They're, they're my favourites. Simon even answered that. He said the draw Viper. Yeah, <laughs> the <So>. draw. <laughs> yeah, and then the perverts didn't turn up the next show. <laughs> Oh, what? The king's a catch. You can practically smell the erections going down. <laughs> fucking hell, man. I love that. And then when that guy turned up, there was that fucking bald guy. He's like, mate, shut the fuck up, you pervert. <laughs> he thinks he's having this one He's, a, he's a one-on-one conversation. My date with Viper went great the other night. Wasn't a date. You went to see a show that she was talking at. You fucking pervert. And I know the hard time that female comedians get. So I can only imagine what it's like for fucking wrestlers. And they're not fucking female comedians. They're not fucking female wrestlers. Just fucking wrestlers. <laughs> Leave them alone, you fucking dirty bastards. Be home and have a wank over your grand's fucking knicker draw. <laughs> well, the next one you actually answered it, you said. I'll see how. Could be the worst place you could masturbate, your grand's knicker draw. <laughs> just for the time, the next question was favourite venue with ICW that you said Barrel as an O2 ABC. Yeah, I can oh. see one you've got coming up. That's a dick question. Sorry. Go on, go on Favourite guest commentator? Favourite guest commentator? Somebody to bring something to the match. Red Lightning's always good fun. Dallas is always good fun. Guest commentator. Probably my favourite ever is actually Nikki Storm. Yeah. Because it was the first time me and Nikki had ever talked. For some reason, it gets quite flirtatious halfway through, which is dead weird. <laughs> which is like, oh, I can't believe you're saying that. I know. And it's just like, what's going on here? <laughs> but that, that was funny. That was funny, man. There's nothing worse than cracking up in commentary. I remember I was just laughing, going, fuck, that's terrible. That's <laughs> utterly terrible. There's not, it's only happened a handful of times. And it happened recently in one of the Casey and Evil matches. And then Evil choke slams. Wee man, and I go, if I know wee man like I do, he'll be as hard as nails. He's meant to be like a little, he's like a little throwing line, and we are fucking gone trying to bring it back. To, to the point that later on in the night, somebody is doing something in a match. I think like Bram's choke slamming BT gun, and I try and say, and if I know wee man like I do. And I can't, I can't even say it. Uh, but I, it's great to have a wrestler in the booth. Yeah. And that's what was great about working with Jackie, and even Sean to a much lesser degree, but working with Jackie and working with, they just have an insight that I can only theorise, because I'm not a wrestler, I'm never going to be a wrestler, but to be able to turn over to somebody that understands the psychology in a way that you or I don't, I think is a thing. Favourite guest ever, I'm going to say, uh, I would say, certainly Dallas, Neil Orr, or, or Wee Man and Nicky Storm. Yeah. They're, they're my favourite. That's four I'm giving us, it's like a big cop out. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's, it's your interview. Favourite venue to perform in? I still say the Paralands. There's something special. Yeah. Something special. And I'm not just saying the stars which we've all nicked. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting <laughs> at some point. Now this one may be a bit hard because of the way you like tag team uh, wrestling. So who's your favourite tag team? Uh, right now it's Kings of Catch. Oh, H- good. Hands down, hands down. Good stuff. And your biggest inspiration? In the world? And anything? anything. Uh, God, my comedic idol, Robin Williams. My inspiration in life and my driver keeps me going is my sons. Oh, that's nice. I really like that. Yeah. Do That's you know. what gets me up in the morning. Oh, 
That's what gets me up. So I can call the laughter when they're gonna go cry. There you go, mate. You can say what you like. At the end of the day, I'm a nice guy. You're a nice guy. <laughs> Even though you've got to go through layers of dick. <laughs> you're a good you're a great man. Don't put don't put yourself out, you're a great man, Billy. Um, Thank you. When you get a job working for WWE, you should have put in a good one. <laughs> No one else has. No one else has. No one else has. Nice, and they should have. God damn it. That's the black on you guys. That's what I'm talking to you. I'm sure the phone's going to ring any day now. Well, I hope it does. You're, 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 you're deserving. Um, Imagine the dreadful that We need someone to hold an Alistair Black sign on the taping. Hold it! <laughs> Stop that to be fair, buddy. <laughs> Your favourite wrestler. It's a hard one, but the man that I love watching is Stanley Lariat Hansen. Yes. He's a big, bullish, broad brawler, but fuck me, he can have five star matches with Masawa. I just thought he was the most, inc- like, and just it's such charisma. I love the way he would ru- run to the ring, blind as fuck, just hitting people with bull rope, and you're watching, and you're scaring, scaring. Mm-hmm. Just, there was nothing about excitement when Stan Hansen came into town. So he's probably my favourite wrestler uh, of of the, the era. I guess you got to kind of move on. Then to be like Mick Foley, who i got to become friends with, and that's surreal. Roddy Piper, uh, even though you might turn around and go, well, Roddy maybe wasn't the most gifted technician in the ring, but... When was the last time you didn't see an exciting Roddy yeah. Piper match? Apart from King of the Ring, for instance. Lola, which I'm sure even they didn't with shite. Yeah. Um, so, favourite wrestlers. I have favourite wrestlers. But again, I, listen, I watch wrestling like I watch music, you know? I, I'll never watch, like, oh, who's this? I'll watch this. You know, that's kind of... Even some of the guys that are in uh, Ethan Page and guys like that now that are coming through and guys that you never heard of. Like, that's what I loved about that all-in pay-per-view. It was like, there's a couple of folk in here I have not got to watch yet. So you get to watch those guys do their thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I think I'll always have favourite wrestlers, but I don't I think I have a favourite wrestler. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I fucking loved Hulk Hogan back in the day. Still do. You're not going to say that, are you? But <laughs> I still do. Well, yeah. well, fucking, you know, I mean... Could you be apologising? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be a dick about it, but... Like... <laughs> You know, he said some pretty unsavoury shit that I really cannot get behind. <laughs> uh, like, you know, even the Briscoes like, turned around and went, sorry about that. <laughs> you know, and, and and those guys seemed they were fairly nice fellas when I met them. And I was like, well, you know, whatever. But, you know, I, yeah. I, here's the thing about the Hulk Hogan thing, right? And I won't go on about it, because I got a lot by leech out that Hulk Hogan thing, right? It's like, she you to come out Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. and went, listen... We've all said things that didn't mean in the moment, and I certainly didn't mean that in that moment, and I was just trying to be cool in a private conversation with my son that was bitter and twisty and all that type of things. I was angry at the world. I wasn't angry at anyone. I was angry at myself. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I don't, don't, I don't condone that, and the only thing you can do is learn as a person, learn from your mistakes, and Hulk Hogan's only human. At the end, of, Terry Belair's only human, and mm-hmm. I ask for your forgiveness and your support if you'll give me it, mm-hmm. because I'm going to learn and I'm going to use this experience. Our arena and the Universal Wrestling fans would have went, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. If wrestlers can do it and people that knew him personally could do that, it was it's not happened though. I just I always feel like even when he came back for the Mean Gene Oakland thing, which was cool. Yeah. Which was cool. There was still that underlying thing of like mm. you could just apologize yeah. and let us learn because dad remembers what you said and dad doesn't want to Who's that daddy? He's amazing. Yeah, you might not want to Google him. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. I think he cheated us. He yeah. cheated a generation and and I don't care what anyone says you owe us an apology yeah 
for and a lesson that we should learn. So, hey, we'll go all serious there for a second, but it's always, it's always annoyed me about it. It's always annoyed me about the situation. I want to believe in Hulk Hogan. You know something you've actually just conveyed my whole thinking on it. Yeah. So I, I we, really we, appreciate that. We we yeah we we are owed that. Mm-hmm. No disrespect, Mister Belair, but mm-hmm. you have apologised to everyone except us mm-hmm. on a public forum, and that's something. In two thousand nineteen, he could fucking when it happened two thousand sixteen. Yeah, something he, like that. We could have done that, and we would have forgiven him. Yeah, we would have forgiven him, and we'd have learned that it lesson was more together. Sorry, I got caught, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, and I don't believe for a second Hulk Hogan's a racist. I don't. No, no, I, I don't. I, and I'll say that. No. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. if he came out and said something against like homosexuality or gender, you know, it's like it's, you're in the same fucking boat, Hogan. You know what I mean? <laughs> you kind of like, oh, Scotsmen's are fucking pricks. It's like, whoa. <laughs> so yeah, if if it, he needs to do that before he can come back, in my eyes. Yeah. And if uh, I, I would hope WWE and WWE, I'm sure know that. Yeah. Uh, I just would question if it's been dealt with correctly. Yeah. How serious did that get? <laughs> and oh, I look I'll upon be. your vote when I become <laughs> First Minister. Kirkwood 2020. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> and I, that's an endorsement by the President right there. If, if you're looking for a campaign manager, I've got, I've got experience. Running mate, running mate, yeah. running mate, that's what we need. Oof, promotion. Let's have, like it, it. let's have it. Uh, finally, your favourite tattoo. Oh my god, I'm covered. <laughs> it's a uh, oh alright I've got three or four it's hard and it's because the favourites for different reasons Go I've, got my, uh, um, I've got my I've got my Tunnock's Tea Cake so you do yeah because yeah, uh, I shagged someone and gave them diabetes no it's not true <laughs> it's not true it's not true I made it up um, you should stick with that story I should, I should stick with that story <laughs> I've got uh, I've got an owl which is meant to be my wife oh nice and I'm the, I'm the fox I'm arm. Uh, and subsequently I have two little foxes and my sons Oh. So uh, that's probably my favourite. My other one would probably be my. And I don't show this off very often. It's okay. my, my haunted mansion. Billy's getting naked. Yeah, my haunted mansion likes to leave because my favourite ride at Disneyland is the haunted mansion. Yeah. And this is the entire story all put together. This this only got completed just before Christmas. Wow. Because uh, um, it's amazing. Because I'm a busy dude. And it was more like the guy that was doing it going like, we're going to get this fucking finished. But yeah, it's been like two years. <laughs> so, and bless it, I'd been in and got like other tattoos and like, I got like my WWF logo Why? on my shoulder. So yeah, th- those are my favourites. Those are my favourite tattoos. Fantastic. Ever, ever, ever. Then there's one of my arsehole, but you can see that. <laughs> just says, it just says, hire me Vince. <laughs> <laughs> give a fuck like that's the thing like, like Vince McMahon has no interest in me do you know what I mean like no interest uh, I don't mean like as a partner or anything I mean like he has no interest who the fuck like he, we're thinking about getting this guy like, fucking, fucking get someone else to deal with that I don't care I don't care imagine imagine you met him and it was like uh, you it's like I would shit my pants I, I was terrified of meeting Vince McMahon absolutely terrified absolutely fucking terrified there'd be none but casual probably like hello how you doing <laughs> then he'd hand sanitise himself <laughs> shake his fucking dirty bastard's hand so yeah imagine god I think Dal- I don't know if Dallas is met him 
That'd be a photo, man. Once mm-hmm. you that photo one day, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Him and Vincent Man standing, and then Dallas all blows him. <laughs> what <a> story! <laughs> I knew it the whole time. Make a name for yourself. Fucking <laughs> puts him in a Texas Cloverleaf or something. <laughs> what a story! What a story! McMahon versus Dallas, fear and loathing. <laughs> fucking man, we'll have to have do it. I fucking we kill them with the hydro. I don't know why. I've just now got images of Vince McMahon. Up the Royal Rumble 2005, 2005 yeah. with him sitting on the table <laughs> wrestling oh, after the John Cena Batista what a fucking badass I know I mean he tore his quads off the boat I know and he's still going I know and it's like I, I think about that all the time go fucking hell fucking hell <laughs> that's why it's like I will never make a joke oh, I hope it's with my things are shit funny you know I really really do it I don't want him turning up at my because no one will help <laughs> like he can turn up at the garage and beat fucking no one will help well yeah I kind of had this coming <laughs> good on you sir <laughs> um, although I know not to sneeze around him that's one thing apparently he doesn't like sneezing oh, but he yeah. likes dirty jokes Apparently Vince likes dirty jokes and stuff like that, so it's like, maybe we could get on Vince, maybe, maybe I could make you laugh. I can make you laugh once. I've got... Well, table for free they do on WWE Network, it should be just table for two years, Vince. I can't imagine that, I would just have angrily say, who, and who are you? (laughs) Oh man, don't be like this. (laughs) This is not a path I always want to go down. If I make a table free, you, uh, Mark Dallas and Vince, just have it. Oh, that'd just be them, man. I wouldn't wouldn't want anything to do with that. I wouldn't want anything to do with that. I'd love to, you know, I'd love if ICW did something like that, because sometimes I feel like I have to work within the confines about being an and sometimes it's like I'd love to really let rip but I also appreciate that's not my job (laughs) in ICW because this guy you're talking to here like there might be bits of him in ICW commentary but man this kind of like I'd get annoyed I'd get annoyed (laughs) I would get annoyed man what an arsehole Billy, thank you so much for joining us today. No, it's man, been an absolute fucking, pleasure. This has been a blast. And thank you so I'm much. Really, really fucking enjoyed this, and I love, I love the podcast. And it's, I mean, it's a big team of you. Yeah, and I think it's fucking brilliant. And you know, maybe what well, maybe we don't need you know another wrestling podcast. <laughs> but if it has to be one like this, I'm more than happy. Thank you very much. <laughs> for this guy there's way. too many fucking podcasts. <laughs> fucking way too many. I'm waiting for a wrestling podcast that reviews wrestling podcasts. <laughs> That's like, that's like the next step. Did you hear that episode of Eat Sleep and Dream? Do you know, John, there's something funny. Like, we have a big group chat where we discuss shows, and what's this come up on? Review wrestling podcast. <laughs> Get it done. That's come Get up it done. Idea, so, like, like, I mean, some of them, I mean, some of them are fucking amazing, but I think, do you know what he needs, man? It needs people to fucking stick with it. It's people that fucking stick with it because there's too many people who really do it. and I can say that's someone that abandoned the podcast recently but um, just fucking keep it going guys yeah. just keep it, keep it fucking going and get interest and fucking shit for the moon yeah. get fucking Vince on this <laughs> why not I don't think he's done any podcast yet Stone Cold maybe Stone yeah, Cold's kind of the live one but he's never done any other ones has he which was so weird to see because I always just think Stone Cold and Vince like hating each other and doing it and then they're sitting but down having a chat Vince is just so interesting I mean like uh, if ever like do you know do you know who it was I think it was God, somebody got asked I think it was maybe Bruce Pritchard got asked about who would you like to have seen a podcast and like Bobby Heenan's name came up and yeah like, oh that would have been incredible like Bobby Heenan just imagine the stories Vince could tell yeah just imagine and we'll never hear them mm. we'll never hear them mm. fuck 
But like, and even Dallas, man, he get he does interviews and has to be careful because he's like the fucking. I don't know why he's official owner of ICW. Mm. Like he has to be careful. Yeah, <laughs> he has to be careful. But like, even the day comes, like I hope somebody gets to hear all the stories. I don't know. Nobody knows. Mm. Fuck me, man. That'll be Heat Machine. I'm gonna do a podcast one day. And I'll call it Heat Machine. You guys are coming on. He's a co-host. Yes, he's a co-host, and we'll just fucking go for it. Come on here if you want to just burn all the bridges. <laughs> <laughs> And you're done and dusted and even then man it's, it's funny because you get like wrestlers in the Scottish scene that haven't wrestled in like 20 years but they're still playing safe like any minute now Vince is going to phone <laughs> like oh, I remember you did a gig in fucking uh, a, a drossin like fucking British Legion we need you on the main roster I need you for media kid it's not going to happen like I always say to somebody chase your dreams but not when your fucking dreams most of the time revolve around you going to Ikea <laughs> Fucking let it go. <laughs> let it go. We would love to be a guest on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are going to... Uh, likewise, if we do listen, a listen, podcast review podcast, we want you as a guest. Listen, listen, I, I want to Bruce Pritchard it. I want to Bruce Pritchard I'll host it. You guys do all the work. All right. You guys do all the work. <laughs> and we'll do a podcast called Heat Machine. Send the Melsa review. It's going to be the Lucas review. Let's do it. There we are. Thank you so much for joining Thank us you, today. Man. Everyone, make sure that you follow Billy on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Billy Kirkwood Comic. He's also on Twitter at Billy Kirkwood. Yes. Check him out. Go to his future gigs and everything. Yeah. We go to his gigs. Yes, please we, do. Please we always do. go to your Monday Improv. You go to the fucking Monday Night Improv. Which, it's like, the best. It's the funnest show. It it's the is. funnest fucking show, man. It's right up there with the Bad mm-hmm. Movie Show. It's like my favourite. Absolutely. Fa- and that and Spontaneous Potter, which is an improv show all about Harry Potter. <laughs> fucking tremendous. Yes. And we tried the wrestling ones, but they always suck. <laughs> <laughs> they always suck. But uh, um, no, I, I, again, I really do appreciate it. I hope people yeah. listen to the podcast. And if you are listening to this podcast, and you follow me as a subsequent please say hi because I'd love to let these guys know yeah I'd love to let you know guys, there you thank go you. thank if, you if, keep it going yeah Congra- well done thank you, thank you so congratulations <laughs> congratulations I'd like to give you this award <laughs> I'd like to give you this award thank you very much Mr. President First Lady <laughs> I'll see you at the correspondence dinner. <laughs> oh, Billy. <laughs> Thank you so no, much. You. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of dick tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing, I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now Sports Social Podcast Network Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office more than once actually Do I have to say? Yes you do In the car, before my kids PTA meeting Really? Yes Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.